So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. First of all, we've been on this tear on all things video, whether it's the videos you should be creating or how to become camera ready. Today, I want to introduce you to Dennis Yu, and of course, Jason Pantan is joining as well. Um, when I think about Dennis and his background, and I'm going to ask you to give, you, give him the scoop, I yeah. think of uh, Seth Godin, email marketing, Dennis Yu, all things digital marketing. So no pressure, by the way. But you know, looking at your background, I think that's a pretty safe way to describe you. So um, we're, we're kind of doing a three-way here. We got Jason, we got Dennis, myself. Uh, we want to talk about really the plays that high six-figure agents and yeah. seven-figure agents, and now some of my clients, 10-figure yeah. agents, yeah. what are the plays that they should be running, not just to separate themselves from the competition, but to make sure that we are, we're in this dialogue around, you gotta dig a really deep moat around yeah. your business, sort of Warren Buffett style, right. to, to defend your position yeah. against all the threats in the industry, not just the competition. Right. So, so Dennis, for the people that don't know, Take, take a couple minutes and yeah. give people context for why I would say Seth Godin, Dennis Yu in the same, in the same statement. Well, Seth and I worked at the same company, Yahoo, 20 some years ago. I built the analytics. Nice. So I'm an engineer. I'm one of the few engineers in this whole digital marketing space. Yeah. And because I was early, I was a data kind of person. My background is math and economics and finance. I went to the London School of Economics for a master's. Yep. So I'm one of these Asian guys that people would love to hate because I would blow the <laughs> test curves, you know. What do you mean? Uh, You're the Asian guy I want to hang out with all the time. <laughs> I would do people's math problems. Sure. And I was the tutor at SMU, which is undergrad, just up the street. We're going to yeah, go My son's up going there. there. I know I'm going to ditch all of his homework too. This is awesome. And so you know the Matrix? There's a scene yeah. where they're walking along and they see the woman in the red dress. Yes. And the guy says, at a certain point, you're able to see her instead of just the code down yeah. there. That's the way... I'm able to see data when it comes to digital marketing. So I think about the top agents and the top brokers, and I look across their Google My Business and their Google right. Analytics and their email yeah. and the size of their audience and their influence and their Instagram yes. and their Snapchat and Clubhouse and all yeah. that kind of stuff, and yeah. I see where are the keys in their relationship. Yeah. And we put processes around that. So when I was at Yahoo, we hired up hundreds of people, mm -hmm. whether they're VAs or young adults out of Stanford, yeah. to say, how do we train these people up to be able to create more sales so that Yahoo wasn't just a search engine, but yes. it was a place where people could coordinate and we almost had a chance to buy Facebook, but Zuckerberg didn't show up to the meeting, things like that. Oh my God, I And love it. I see everything from the lens of systems and math yes. and processes. And I know, Tom, you're really big on scaling. Yes. And so Jason and I mm -hmm. and Justin Martin and yep. other folks have, yep. Justin's been a great guinea pig. He's been fantastic. Mm -hmm. He's one of your coaches. And yep. we've put together processes just like, <clears throat> you know, recipes that yeah. we believe everyone can follow step yes. by step. And that's what I want to offer everyone here, which is based on our demonstrated experience. Yes. There are a lot of coaches that want to give their advice. And there's yes. other people where they actually have a recipe that you can follow. And we right. found that there are recipes. It's not a secret. Yeah. But for building your business on social media, your awareness, building that moat so people know who you are, so you can drive leads, so you can use Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and all these guys in the way they were meant to be to be Bingo. able to drive that audience and connection, right? What is it behind Amazon and Netflix in terms of how they make recommendations mm -hmm. to you? 
Mm-hmm. It's the same recommendation yep. behind TikTok and yep. Snapchat and YouTube. Yep. So I want everyone to understand that it's not a calculus problem. No. It's really just understanding how do you connect with people and letting the algorithm do the work for you because now we're in a stage where <clears throat> there's so many different channels. Right. How does a broker know what to do? Yeah. How are you going to scale when you're not an octopus? You only have yeah. two hands. Yeah. Yeah. And I know we're going to get into some of that today with like things that could be outsourced to VAs. Yeah. And what's great, Dennis, about uh, about our audience, and you know this in working with Jason and working with Justin, yeah. is we fundamentally believe that business is a math equation. Yeah. Right. So so what, what drives me insane is when we say, here is a process, do A, B, and yeah. C, you will produce D. And they go, oh, I did it. I did A, B, and C. I yeah. got D. And then they're like, what should I do now? I'm like, keep <laughs> doing A, B, and C That's and get right. way more Ds. Yeah. So, so my group, yeah. certainly our ecosystem, they're going to really appreciate this tactical sort of ABC one, two, three strategy approach. Um, but yeah. Jason, I'm going to flip over to you really fast. So, uh, did he give enough of the backstory? Like, you know, from a context standpoint for our he, listeners. So I'll, I'll give a little bit more. I first heard Dennis on another podcast that I listened to. Um, and, and many of you may have heard of the dollar a day method, which is a Facebook ad strategy that Dennis created. Um, Dennis has been acknowledged as arguably the premier Facebook marketer worldwide in, in the past several years here. So we're talking to somebody I've, I've had the privilege of interviewing him before. We're talking to somebody who knows more about the back end of the code, you know, behind the red dress, so to speak, in terms of digital marketing about the back end of how this digital landscape is unfolding in the midst of there's big privacy changes. We're seeing, you know, the term influencer turn into creator. And so all this hype is being created around the agent of choice, building your brand and all those types of things. And so I would just echo, I mean, his resume backs him up. He doesn't need me to say anything, but I've listened to his advice for a lot of years. And I remember the first time I heard him on a podcast, I was like, who is this guy talking? This dude is laser sharp. His insights are straight to the point. And so I think that we're going to have a fun conversation today, super tactical conversation today about what you were saying, what it's take to be a seven figure earner to grow your business as an agent, as a team leader, et cetera. Perfect. So I actually wrote down sort of nine talking points. And, okay. and what I thought I would do is I would just be your caddy okay. and I would, you know, hand you the club, you know, okay. put the tea down in the ball, maybe, you know, get you a sandwich or something. But I want to just go through each one of these. So mm-hmm. I think we probably should start with that uh, digital okay. plumbing. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think yeah. people need to understand the analytics. They need to yeah. understand like, like what maybe, what do they need to have in place? Yeah. And, and the good news is with our audience, you could say, you, but what I really mean is your marketing assistant, yeah. you know, your VA, and they'll understand that language. Yep. Your team. Yeah. So let's, let's just start there. Like, what does it mean to, to actually to build out everything so I can start making good decisions based on the math? So let's say you want to hit a golf club, but you were doing it with the blindfold on. How well would you do? Oof, it'd be hard. Yeah, you hear all these experts say, you should do this and you should do that. And here's this other topic. How do you know what's working? You put money in advertising, you hire right. an agency, right. you do these various things. People are like, oh, you should do stuff on Yelp now. or. Right. Digital plumbing is how you tie everything together. Mm-hmm. So it's your Google Analytics, it's your website, it's your reputation, it's your Facebook, it's your Google Business Manager. Okay, and some of my clients actually want to take notes. They will because they're listening yeah. to us at one and a half speed. Uh-huh. So s- say it again slowly, like you were on stage <laughs> presenting and there was no PowerPoint. Digital plumbing is tying together all of your tracking yep. and your audiences yep. and your advertising, so you can see what's working to be able to amplify more mm-hmm. of what's driving you more customers. 
whatever it is that the you're The three promoting. A's, right? Analytics, yeah. audiences, and advertising. Yeah, you're quick. Yeah, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm good like that. I'm a good synthesizer. And in, this, in the same way that a pilot has to go to flight school to learn how to fly a plane, or a doctor has to go to medical school, they're following checklists yeah. you know, on what they do pre-op. It is not voodoo. It's not magic. No. You can pray if you like, but yeah. you still need to have a checklist. And so digital plumbing is one of many checklists that we believe people should follow. And instead of making it a secret, yeah. we want everyone, here it is. Right. Yeah. So you don't go to a surgeon and like, Tom, I've got a special heart surgery for you, but it's a secret. I can't tell you how it is. No, 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 no. no. You want to know it's well documented. You want to know it's routine. One of our friends had a triple bypass. It's routine. Yeah, right. It is. And do, so we believe digital marketing should be routine. And thus it starts with digital plumbing. It's not the sexiest thing, but it's something that, you know, if you think making money is sexy and growing from six to seven figures is sexy, you need to start with digital plumbing. So how do we tie all those three A's together? So you first start with your audiences that are on the web. Now mm -hmm. with the iOS 14 and Google Chrome changes that are happening, we're gonna that's, get it. that's gonna a little get tougher, big time, yeah. but you wanna have, <clears throat> this is a little technical, but you wanna have your Google Tag Manager be the tag that rules all the tags. What does that mean? So a tag is a pixel. It is a one by one JavaScript piece of code that sits on the site that tells Google or Facebook or HubSpot mm -hmm. or some sort of analytics tool, some kind of pop-up, what to do with the user. The yeah. modern web is run on JavaScript. Yes. Thus, if you use built with or any of these uh, pixel sorts of tools, you know that everything's governed by data that's being passed back and forth by cookies. Yep. Now the beauty is if you're using a Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever, Snapchat, uh, Quora even has one, yeah. right? Yeah. You're going to be implementing their pixel. You're gonna implement it as a first party pixel. So you're mm -hmm. gonna bypass the things that are happening with Google Chrome, which we won't go into too much detail, but basically you want to tie all your web stuff together, mm -hmm. right? So that wherever people go, you can do remarketing, right? Yes. Which is following people around. If they came to your site and they filled out a form or they did this or they didn't do that, they consumed three pages, all that's gonna sit inside your Google Tag Manager and it's gonna run all those pixels. Then you have another world, which is messaging. So what happens in messaging? Well, you have email, you have Facebook Messenger, mm -hmm. you have text messenger, you have SMS. You, you, there's all these different ways yeah. when people, so you wanna be able to tie that. And there, there's a whole world of tying all that stuff together, your sure. databases, your CRM, your marketing automation systems, whatever tools okay, you so like I'm to Okay, so I'm gonna stop you and say, reminder yeah. for a lot of our friends, um, Boomtown has all of this built in, right, Jason? <clears throat> you know, you've got, <clears throat> you've got <clears throat> excuse me, multiple platforms that we yeah. recommend, endorse, and love on Boomtown's that great. do a lot of this stuff. So just for, yeah. for the person out there listening like, oh my God, who would I know? <laughs> if you're on Boomtown, yeah. Ylopo has a lot of this stuff in place, yeah. right? Jason, who else just yeah. to, to uh, get a couple Lopo's other notable shout-outs? Sierra Interactive and GGMS have a lot of this stuff in place. Uh, Boomtown definitely has a lot of this stuff in place. Ylopo has it in place. Um, so it, it, it may be as simple as reaching out to your person there and saying, hey, can we just uh, affirm that tag manager's in place? Maybe you haven't set up Tag Manager, they can help you do that so that you have that one container, the pixel to rule all pixels. But it would be slight adjustments, not like starting from scratch. This is gonna be a nerd fest when we start saying the pixel of all pixels. <laughs> the one to rule all. My precious. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so, so, so there's three worlds. So, the, so yeah. So, so be, remember we said the first world yep. is the web, which is yep. driven by JavaScript and pixels. Yep. The second world is messaging, which yes. goes through some kind of unified CRM like a boomtown. Yep. And the third world is social. Yeah. And social is the biggest, hottest, sexiest world because you have what's called native interactions. Yes. So things that are happening on Facebook and you're filling out forms, things that are happening inside Instagram and being able to drive leads and re-engagement and mm -hmm. video views and all this kind of stuff, which is, so when you can tie all three of those worlds together, mm -hmm. where you have the website and email or messaging and social, you can track people as they go between all these worlds. Can you imagine, right? If you were engaging with someone on Facebook, you'd then want to send them DM. 
yeah. or some kind of message or you'd want to yep. if they came to your website and you know that they're a fan on Facebook or they've engaged with you on Twitter wouldn't you want want to change the conversation for that wouldn't 100%. you want to build automation around that of course if they're on your website but they but you don't have their email address yet don't you want mm -hmm. to treat them a little bit differently because of that 1000% so digital plumbing is tying all those together and not just for an analytics reporting standpoint mm -hmm. but to be able to drive actions based on the data that you've collected and that's almost magical, but the beauty is it's not software that you buy. No. It's tying together these three worlds. And, <clears throat> but there is a there is a software element to tying the three together. Yeah. So, you know, you look yeah. at Boomtown that does a lot of that. But Jason, back me up here. I don't wanna I don't wanna dog my boys at Boomtown or Wilopo, but the social element is where I see most agents uh, miss the mark. Yeah. So is there is there a a hack or a tool or a system or a piece of software that we can use to we got the first two connected. How do we get the third connected? There's lots of tools that will edit video that are natively inside Facebook or TikTok or Instagram or, mm -hmm. you know, integrated with email yep. where you reply back. But the key is literally just using video in any of the platforms. So now when someone LinkedIn messages me yep. and you hit the reply, you can you can type words back, but you can also hit the camera and say, yes. Tom, so awesome seeing you yesterday in Dallas and you know drinking rum together or whatever mm -hmm. it might be, right? And tea. or just, tea. yeah, this is, this is tea. It's not, it's too early in the morning for that. <laughs> I was like, oh, but all right. right. Or if you have an iPhone, yeah. you reply back to something. Right. You could reply back with text, but you could also hit the camera button and say, of course, Hey, I'm here in Puerto Rico. We're having a great time. So you can do video in every single platform. Yes. I like to do it natively. And then here's a, here's a hack for you guys. Okay, but yeah, everyone's going to ask, but yeah. how does that tie it all together? Well, if you're making these little videos mm -hmm. with your customers, mm -hmm. with other people in the neighborhood, with mm -hmm. you know podcasters, with you know mm -hmm. the mayor, whoever, yeah. your favorite restaurant, you're yeah. building your brand, your community, yeah. you want that to live across all the other places. Yes. So I'll make a little video with Mark, who's off screen, about how you and I have engaged you know, behind the scenes, and then we will cut it up and it'll live on Twitter and YouTube. Yes. We'll transcribe it into a blog post using yes. Descript and Otter.ai. We'll turn it into Instagram stories. We'll reformat it in vertical versus horizontal, mm -hmm. and that's called content repurposing. So you yes. make the content once, and then you repurpose it to all these other channels. So that way you only have to make it once. You're speaking my love That's language. That's how you scale. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you have VAs do that. There's software that'll do that, but the combination of VAs and software is how you do that. Because people will come and they'll say, Dennis, what's your favorite social media channel? Right? Is it TikTok? Is it LinkedIn? Yeah. Is it Clubhouse? And I'll say, yes. Yeah, you and me both. You and me both. <laughs> Wherever my audience is, that's my favorite. I'll cross all of them. And yes. you don't have to be like, oh, Dennis, I don't have time to be on Snapchat. I don't dance. I'm not going to do TikTok. You know what? I don't either. Yeah. But I've got a team of VAs that will take our little snippets and push it out to all those other channels. Yeah. Okay, so, so Jason, I don't know if I got the answer for the average person listening right now of how do I connect the three. The yeah. first two are obvious. Web and SMS and email and tech, like all that stuff, uh -huh. like that's obvious. Yeah. But I'm not getting the connection between shooting the video and how that connects uh, back yeah. into my CRM, the web, you know, the holy trifecta. Okay, this is something that almost nobody understands, but I think, tell me what starting, you Starting with me, so, so I want to clarify for my even, audience. Even the people that are pros, and even I didn't understand this, just to be fair, okay? A lot of people think of social media as primarily a distribution channel where you engage, and that is true, true. if you're a yep. consumer, yeah. right? You can, our sons and daughters, they're yeah. engaged on social, yeah. feel like we need to be there, but here's what we do. We use them as content creation vehicles, Yes. right? So you're yep. creating something with a lens. You're creating an Instagram reel. You're creating a one-minute video. You're posting a story. Mm -hmm. The key is that that's video creation, yeah. right? natively and if you post a YouTube video to Facebook what do you think Facebook thinks about that Facebook loves video I know that but, but if, if you it's go a YouTube to a link you're cheating on Facebook with a Honda yeah say that again if it's a YouTube link that you post to Facebook you're basically cheating on Facebook 
They're yes, not going to like competition. Oh, yeah. I, I just heard video on Facebook. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You're not going to go to the Honda dealership driving a Toyota. No. So if you want to get reach on Facebook, you got to go. Facebook. It needs to be a yeah. native Facebook video. Yeah. If you want to get reach on YouTube, it needs to be posted as YouTube. So, but to be clear, um, Facebook Live, like I remember getting one of the early, oh. uh, you know, influencer apps, myself mm -hmm. and Gary Vee and a few others, like, hey, you can hit the live button and you can actually go live. And I was yeah. like, oh my goodness. And yeah. I knew, I knew that was going to be bonkers. Right. But can I record something on my iPhone and publish it yes. to Facebook and yes. get a similar response? Yes, because or it's lesser response because as it's long as you upload it natively, yeah. but just so not the link from your YouTube channel. That yeah, don't don't piss them off like that. Right. Yeah, don't go to Twitter and post a Facebook exactly. Live link. Okay? Exactly. Yeah, Un unless it's cross posting. But right. Here's what you do. So here's what I do. I make video on my phone, mm -hmm. so it's stored inside the Photos app, right? Yep. Natively inside yep. the iPhone. And then I've got four services that I pay $10 a month to. So what it's the automatically first, uploaded to Amazon Photos, yep. Google Photos, iCloud, which yep. is you know, Apple's yeah, thing. Apple. And then I use Frame.io, which is for video editing and coordinating with the VAs. Now here's what happens. So yesterday, Mark Wagner and I, we were with Glenn Vo, who is the Tom Ferry of dentists. Yes. Right? So he's got, he's got his 32,000 dentists. I want to meet Glenn He's amazing. Vo. You two yes. absolutely need yeah, to connect. connect us. Yeah, we know the Tom Ferry of all these other industries, and I'm yes. surprised a lot of you guys aren't talking to each other. I talked you to a couple to. of them. I talked okay. to a couple of them, but not the, okay. the dentist guy, which and, I like. And so we were there. So Mark was getting his yeah. teeth done yeah. in Denton yeah. for our dentist yeah. thing. And we're capturing all this behind-the-scenes stuff. Now, then I'm moving to the next meeting. We have another call. We have yeah. a lunch appointment yeah. with these other people. Yeah. Right? It's just I'm constantly going, so I don't have time yeah. to go back to my phone and tell the VAs, oh, now you need to do this. Oh, here's the thing we have with Tom Ferry. Now edit it this way. I, yeah. I, give, I don't have time to give any directions. So what happens is because those, those videos and pictures and all that are mm -hmm. automatically uploaded mm -hmm. to these four different services, the VAs are getting that and they're like, oh, well, Dennis is with Tom Ferry. Dennis mm -hmm. is with Glenn. Yeah. Oh, he did this one thing. And then they automatically know what to do. Now imagine if you, okay, all you have they, to do is create. But it, okay, so this is a great little insight for everybody, right? So why do you have to have it on all four? Is that because of your VAs only having access to a few? Like what, what's the strategy behind some, all some four are, versus just one? Some are better than others. Okay. So Dropbox is faster. Google and Dropbox are faster in uploading. But you know yeah. who has the best facial recognition? Amazon would be Amazon, my guess. Amazon, yeah, yeah. 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 And, but... Amazon doesn't allow us to tag and be able to create yeah. notes. Yeah. So I like to use all of them and also just as a general backup. And I'm one of those people where I don't want to have it just in one place and potentially lose it. You know, so I have everything backed this up in multiple places. This is Sir John Templeton 101. Yeah. You must diversify <laughs> where you keep your assets. Okay, yeah. so so walk me through the process again. So let's, you, yeah. you, you speak oftentimes the way Jason or I would speak when we're talking to an audience yeah. and we, we sometimes assume that they know everything we're talking about. Yeah. Right. So that was the so, whole podcast that that right. last piece I just said. Yeah. So it, <laughs> thank you very much. So I want to I want to give them a little insight uh -huh. on the hack. You say so. So, hey, I'm out with all these people. Uh -huh. Every person listening right now is like, yeah. OK, so my day wasn't with the dentist guy. But my day was with a home builder. Then it was with my loan officer. Then it was with, yeah. you know, uh, another agent that I'm talking to about a deal. Then it was uh -huh. I met with a potential seller Then I had a lunch with a past client yeah. Then I met with my V.A. Then yeah. I did this. Yeah. Each one of those moments should be captured. Right. right. So my clients get that. But you said, and then my VA, they know what to do. That's right. And they make the connection. That's what right. What is the recipe for what to do? Yeah. So that's where you have processes and training because you don't want to. Think, think about what you do during your day. And if you have assistants or people that work on your marketing team or mm -hmm. whatever, you don't want to have to tell them what to do every single time. Think about how much of your time is spent doing things that are repetitive. Yeah. The difference between a seven-figure agent versus one getting started is 
they don't do repetitive stuff. No. Most of the people I know, like when Justin Martin first came into our yep. program, yeah. I said, realistically, how much of your time is spent doing repetitive stuff? Three hours a day, four hours a day, you can get that time back. Right. So if they know that, oh, ding, all the stuff shows up in Dropbox or you know Amazon, yep. oh, here's a video, here's a set of templates that I know to fit it into That's because what I'm looking for, here's yeah. a one minute, here's these different templates we have for a one yep. minute video. This video comes in, which template should I use? And they have enough judgment because they come through our training program Okay. To already know. Yeah. And then we so, pay these VAs $3, $4 an hour. Right. To do so that. just to be clear, like the VA gets the video and uh -huh. they're like, oh, okay, this is a video about this. I know who the mm -hmm. person is. So I'm going to tag that person. Yeah. Right. I'm going to use all the things that we know from a digital marketing That's standpoint. Right. But I'm also going to make sure that like the headline reads this way. The auto caption is there because yeah. most people are watching video now, not actually listening uh -huh. to it. And uh -huh. then they go ahead and upload it natively to each of your pieces. Yeah, they do that. Because you, you don't want to have to do that. Thank you very much. Right. Exactly. And all that for $3 an hour. Yes, which is $500 a month full-time. Can you imagine someone who's college trained, working for you full-time, very loyal, $500 a month? It's not that someone's working for you for $500 a month. No. It's that they are loyal to you. Yes. Because you could hire these kids for $1,000, $2,000 a month, whatever min wage is in the U.S. Yeah. But the key is they're not going to stay with you. So you, when you make that three or four month investment to train them up, what happens? They yeah. leave. Yeah. So the thing with VAs is they will stay with you. It's not yes. because they're cheaper. Right. See, that's what the pros know. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've done an army so, of these. We've done a lot of work like uh, Yvonne, uh, Yvonne Arnold, one of our top trainers, just did a whole thing on just like how to optimize VAs and then interviewing all these top, like literally yeah. like six and seven million dollar a year brokers talking about, yeah. oh, I've got four VAs in the Philippines. Yeah. This is how we use them. Bing, 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 bing. And it's, yeah. it's actually that. The question is how many VAs repetitive. you have. That's right. right. So I wanted to just, Jason, anything else on that hack? I, I wanted to make I sure. I was just going to go back just to the basics of it. That. I, I think that anybody could on a given day open up their camera roll on their phone and realize, Ugh, I didn't post that photo. Oh, that video would have been great to post. That would have been a great story. Yeah. And so I think just having a mechanism in place where there's somebody else scanning through saying, oh, ding, 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 that triggers. That's a behind the scenes story where that's this based upon the training we provide. And I think you could pretty much come up with it on the fly. It doesn't have to be one set way of doing it, but just somebody who knows to go. I call it with my coaching clients. I call it somebody who's picking up the breadcrumbs that you're dropping and they're making a sandwich out of it. They're basically looking at those little opportunities to do something and repurpose the content. Otherwise it's wasted. That's just efficiency. So I love it. All right. So I think we've, we've gone deep on uh, sort of the, you know, the digital plumbing. Yeah. Let's, let's switch gears. Let's talk about the dollar a day thing that you made famous. Mm -hmm. So, so mm -hmm. first of all, what was the problem you were trying to solve and then tell us how you solved it. So we had, Quiznos, we had Allstate, we had Nike as clients, yes. Starbucks as a client, and they yeah. have many locations. Right. And we needed to do testing. We found that certain kinds of content would work in the Midwest versus on the West Coast versus the East Coast. And to be able to test at scale required a different way of thinking. It used to be, here's $50,000 on an ad campaign. We hope it's got a good jingle and it works, right? The days right. of TV and mass right. media. But then the world of social, because the algorithm can figure out exactly who's gonna resonate. So if you click like on Donald Trump content, what kind of content are you gonna see more of? Tons of it. Right, so the algorithm is a mirror that reflects yep. what it is. Yep. So all you need to do is feed the algorithm these one minute videos like we talked about. You're mm -hmm. meeting with the broker, with the buyer, with another agent, yep. and when the system, the you know the Eye of Zoran or whoever, right, the network can see this, <laughs> Amazon, Netflix, all, yeah. when these guys see that, yeah. and you put it there, they're gonna attract more, it's like the law of attraction, except yes. it's really just algorithmic. Exactly. The dollar a day strategy allows the algorithm to deliver those messages to the people that you wanna actually reach, because what we're doing is we're counting on the algorithm being smart enough to figure out 
what we want and what the audience wants and that connection to have high engagement because all, all social networks are free. Yeah. Meaning they want to drive the highest engagement. So when you put video out there, the system's looking at what's driving the most engagement, the most connections. It knows who your friends are. It even knows, you know, people who are not friends with these other people or they, they're trying to hide a friendship, but the system's, oh, this person might be friends with you, right? All that data. So dollar a day, I think of it's not as advertising. Mm -hmm. This is the reframe. Think of it as social postage. You're exactly. paying for delivery. When you have Amazon or FedEx, right. you're paying for delivery. Now, a dollar a day is the least amount that you can spend. So I wanted to just be clear. You're talking about a dollar a day per ad, and the yeah. goal is to test across. Se so seven, you spend $7 okay. over seven days. So yep. you're a dollar a day for a week. And yep. then you look, if it's a video, you yep. want to see how did it perform. So we're looking at through plays, which is 15 seconds or more. Right. And if you can get that down to two cents or less, or even a penny, which yeah. is a home run, yeah. that's like ding, 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 ding. The system on Facebook saying, this is really great. It works on Twitter too, but you yeah. have to you know, force bid the thing, yeah. three cents per engagement, that kind yeah. of thing. Then when you find a winner, which is usually one in 10, right. then you, you say, okay, I'm going to spend a dollar a day for another 30 days. I'm going to keep extending it. Exactly. So now you've got a bunch of these things that are running evergreen and you start stacking. You might have mm -hmm. 10 or 20, like Justin Martin yep. started his first few sucked because he yeah. didn't know how to make his videos, but yeah. he learned like yeah. your videos are all going to suck the first 10 or 20. Yep. You find these ones that win and you just keep putting more and more on it. Yeah. That's what's beautiful about it. And the dollar a day is letting the algorithm do the work for you. So you make lots and lots of little one minute videos. And the key is if they look like an ad, they don't work because people scroll right past that. It. it needs yep. to be vertical, right? Like what Tristan and Mark are doing, vertical video, yes. not horizontal video, because this this yes. camera is already collecting it horizontally. Exactly, it needs to be motion. Yep. It needs to be lightweight. It needs to feel authentic. So again, right? just break down for me. So we're talking to all these rock star agents, and there's there's some mm -hmm. you know some young entrepreneurs listening. There's some yeah. of my tech friends that are listening. There's some of my buddies that just listen because they just laugh at the fact that this is what I do for a living, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> What would be two or three examples of videos you saw Justin do that worked and what didn't work? Not that I want them just to rip it off and duplicate, but give yep. them context yep. for the type of one minute video we're referring to. So we think about them in three different levels of engagement and you have heard probably of no like, and trust, yep. right? Cause that we're all in the business of trust yep. and relationships. Of course. You maybe have heard of top, middle and bottom of the funnel. Of course. Maybe you've heard of why, how, and what. Yep. The social networks and yep. Google all call it awareness, consideration, conversion. Those are all the yep. same. So think of this as the why, Simon Sinek start with why, you're talking about who you are, your family, yeah. yes. what you have for dinner, yes. why you why you go to church on Sunday, Things, yep. be, why you really like the Dallas Cowboys, you know, whatever right. it might be, just right. because that, that has nothing to do with real estate. But it's like attracts like, right? Yes. Find your tribe. So you make yep. one minute videos about things that you care about, about who you are as a person that unlock yep. meaning. Yeah. So it could be simple things like, I went to Whole Foods this morning and this woman cut me off in the parking lot and I was gonna yell at her, but then I remembered everyone is dealing with something yeah. So be kind, right? Yeah. So you're just telling a story that reflects yep. your values, right? Yep. Any any yes. story can can reflect a value. So that's that's the top of the funnel. Yep. Second is knowledge. So Justin Martin will say, "Here's today's update. This is what's going on: interest rates, housing market. If you're going to buy a home, you're going to want to be in this area versus that area because the yep. best schools are like this." Yeah. So a lot of the behind the scenes where you're sharing your knowledge, mm -hmm. right? What do I need to do about in, inspection or insurance or sure. working with the broker? Or, you yeah. know, how much can I have, house can I afford or how all the you know how do I buy and sell at the same time? If yeah. I all, all you're sharing your knowledge, yeah. little snippets, little one minute snippets, not a webinar, yep. but what little snippets that you cut up because that's all people have time for. Yep. Just to build that relation, you haven't yep. earned an hour of their time yet, so you yes. just have a little snippet. Yep. And then the bottom is is what, which is your call to action, which mm -hmm. is I'm Tom Ferry. Call me if you want to be able to scale your you know your brokerage or yeah. call, you know this. I've I've got a, I'm Jason Pantana, and I put together this report for you, right? 
put in your email address yeah. and learn how to do such and such. Here's the seven ways on how yeah. to do such and such, yeah. right? You're going to do all these different pieces. So think about that as why, how, and what. Yeah. Who you are as a person, mm -hmm. sharing your knowledge, which is kind of behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm about to go, you know, give a tour and this other thing. And this this is my friend. Oh, they just closed on a house. Yeah. And this is, tell me what you think about. Oh, well, you know, you're, you're making it behind the scenes instead of selling. And the bottom is, you're saying, contact me. Reach out to me. Yes. This is my phone number. I'm here to serve you 24-7. I'm a real human being. And then the next time they, they go search, they want to refinance their home. They're looking for something in a certain neighborhood. Like whatever. They're on Google and they're searching. And then three agents pop up. Which one are they going to click on? Bingo. Dennis, the can I ask a clarifying seen. question? So when you're doing the uh, why, how, what, and you go through those three phases, is it any kind of an ad sequence whereby, because we're talking dollar a day method, so you're pretty much putting a buck on every video. Is it a sequence where they have to have seen the why before they see the how, they have to have seen the how before they see the what, or is it just all of it blitzing? So it's changed, that's a great question. A question. In the last few years, yeah. so in major markets like New York and LA, then you're building remarketing audiences. So this is something that only a, a larger team can do. Yes. But if, if you're in LA and you service all of LA, that's a huge metro. A you can say anyone who's seen one of these videos here yep. in the Y layer, now I want to show them Feed a how layer. Yep. Anyone who's seen a how, I want to then show them a what. And that way you're building a relationship because we understand know, like, and trust in those different areas. However, if you have a small team, if the five mile radius, 10 mile radius around you know, your office or your area is, is small, then you can just have, especially with you know, Facebook and Google changing you know, privacy and right. all, all right. these you know, ad, special ad categories, you just target the entire area. And here's the thing, here's what's beautiful. Algorithmically, this has changed in the last couple of years, not just because of privacy laws. The system will figure it out for you. Bingo. That is just magic. That just blew my That's, mind because the last right, 20 years, right. I've been manually having to say, if We've they saw this, organizing, then that, if this, then that. And building this complex, <laughs> this complex web this, of, of like, here's how the, yes. this whole user experience yes. has to happen. Now it's like, put it all in the machine yeah. and have it do it for you. Yeah. That's got to make guys at HubSpot and, you know, all those if yeah. this, then that, you know, you know, email marketeers Look, like, no, it already exists now online. Seen, like the, the computers that play chess and of they course. beat all the grand champions. Yes. They beat them in Go. They beat them in StarCraft. Yeah. They, meet, they yes. beat them in any kind of video game. And so someone like me who has made his living off of math and optimization yep. and yep. like building these really complex things that just really scare a Starbucks or a Nike. Now I'm like, oh these people will put me out of business. Right. It's like Uber thinking I put all these drivers out of business. Right. But then I think, okay, wait, if the system's smart, how do I make the robot work for me? Exactly. Well, the robot's not making your videos. So the way you're gonna yeah. beat the competition is you're gonna make these short little videos, have the That's system it. do the work for you. That's it. If you okay. get that, hold you, on, hold you're on. gonna win. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> or pen drop. Okay, so the dollar a day method, just synthesizing this is create seven videos, Right, ten videos, some yeah. some number of videos, but yeah. you want to have enough videos of probably the no like and you know yeah. no, three, no like three of each. We call that the three by three. Right, so three Typically by three. one in ten of them are going to work. Right, yeah. and, and you could be you could think you're really good. But you're just going to get one in ten. Like we did for the Golden State Warriors for five years. Yeah, one in ten videos yeah. will work. So yeah. you might make you might you might sit down in half an hour and you crank out a bunch of little fifteen second or one minute videos. Yes. take take you thirty of them. Yeah, you, know, you do thirty of them in half an hour, right. and then every week you just do that. Now you got a library of forty or fifty. You test them all for a dollar a day, and you're probably going to find if you do fifty, you'll yeah. find five winners. Yeah, most people they go to Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is, and they just make one bet, and they're like, I tried it, and yeah. it didn't work. Just like you go to a gym, you work out really Ugh. hard for three hours, you're like, I didn't get six pack abs, Tom. Yeah. Your gym is a fraud. It's yeah. all a sham. Like, yeah. no, you need to you need to put in lots, of, and the system will figure out what's working. Yeah. And the thing that you think is the best is usually not. Right. You need to let the data tell you, and that's where right. digital plumbing comes in. So, well, it's and so I would, interesting you said, go ahead, Jason. Tom, I would add in on that too. Like I have, uh, 
I have modified versions of the dollar a day method with a lot of clients I coach. Like I'm thinking of, for example, Stephen Kim, who's in Toronto, rockstar team he's growing right now. He produces a lot of video content. It fits in the vein of know you, like you, trust you. It's a lot of, it's a lot of the know you, like you kind of content, a lot of it. Um, he is organically generating leads. Most of the business he's closing right now is inbound. They DM him or they message him and they're coming in because they watch his content from afar and they love it. They just, they know him, they like him, they trust him and they reach out to him. And so the question is, how do we put the robot to work for us? Well, we need to start putting some money, light bids on all of our content, Instagram and Facebook, so that we can take that content that's already proven a concept of generating organic inbound leads and say, hey, can it grow my audience bigger? Can I make the net wider? And therefore the same impact happens where a bigger audience is now coming in who wasn't seeing it organically and I basically accelerate the growth of my audience. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but it's a similar, like, so basically a light spend on everything you do on Facebook and Instagram. And it's not because you're trying to become Gary V or get to 10,000 followers or anything like that. We're doing this for business. Now, if you have your digital plumbing set up, what will happen, and this is, this is magical. Once you yeah. see this for the first time, you put these videos out here, you become known in the neighborhood. People will stop you at the gas station and say, are you, are you Tom Ferry? Then they feel like you're a celebrity. And then here's the other thing that people don't realize. The stuff that you're doing on social will then impact your Google search results. Yes. Right? So you're, you're, when you look inside your Google Analytics mm -hmm. or your Google My Business and you see how many phone calls you're getting, right. there's a direct correlation between the two. Yes. And people don't understand why that is because underlying it, they're still humans. So Tom, we spent a billion dollars on Facebook ads, mm -hmm. implementing this very strategy. This is not just something that we thought up last. Yeah. Well, you're naming some it. names like Nike, the Golden State Warriors. But even if your budget, <laughs> you know, like these are big companies. But so. e even if your budget is yeah. only a couple hundred dollars a month, it will work for you. So don't think that you uh, just yeah. need to have a ten million dollar yeah. monthly budget yeah. to do this. No, no, no. I was just yeah. saying just the the validation because these firms will fire your ass if you're not producing results, right? right. But they also understand we right. have to test a lot of things to find the ones that work, and then we're going to go all in. That's so right. when you find those ones, you mentioned it earlier. You said, yeah. hey, out of thirty, you're going to get you know one or two. Or three that if you're lucky yeah. that hit one out of ten yeah do you usually. then go you you said continue at a dollar a day for the next 30 days my response is go to ten dollars ten a bucks day. a day well depending on the size of your neighborhood right right so or if your you, reach or who you're trying to if you're yes. in lakewood colorado you, right. a suburb you could one you you could probably do twenty dollars a day for yeah. a little while before yeah. you're burning out but you yeah. see with social networking it's easy to burn out so what i like to do is have a mix of them yeah. and let the system optimize so as you continue every 10 you'll typically have one or two winners yeah and then just allow those to run maybe four dollars a day five dollars a day if you start to get sophisticated you can put them into the same ad group and they can compete against each other just yeah. like with google you have these yeah. ads that compete and then the system's going to figure out which of the ads inside that ad group is going to win but I, what i don't want to do is put all my eggs in just one basket because I see this these greedy agents yeah. they'll have one video does really well like oh yeah I got the through play for only a penny I'm going to put a thousand dollars against it for the next week and it kills and, and it works really well for the yeah. first week and then what happens it dies and then they then what do they say yeah this right? sucks you got Listen, greedy yeah I literally shot a video yesterday saying you want to know what pisses me off yeah is when you learn a formula that works uh -huh. and you stop doing it you want to know what really pisses me off uh -huh. when you learn a formula that works and you overdo it Right, which causes yeah. the formula no longer like like you can't if you overcall your past clients in sphere and ask for referrals, yeah. Yeah. then it no longer they're like, oh god, yeah. I'm not talking to Dennis, man. Oh, I know exactly Tom why guy, he's yeah. calling. Right, like, too much. Like there is there is a formula for everything. So I love this. Yeah. I want to switch gears though, Jason. I want to talk about um, the Google My Business page. It is something that we, yeah. uh, as a company, have been pushing hard. I want to say now we're probably in the range of fifty percent of all of our coaching members yeah. around the world. Yeah. Have, I just was on Massimo Manca's page, right? Who's a, one of our great clients in uh, in Sardinia, Italy, yeah. and and 
when you look at, at what's happening there, yeah. I think it is it is one of the primary strategies for an agent to defend their position in the market. It's the number one strategy. Right, against all the big competitors, and I mean the portals, the other major oh, yeah. brands, yeah. the other agents, and we all know what happens. That's like, right. You meet Tristan and you're like, oh, that guy was talking about Super 73, that's kind of cool. What do you do? You don't go to his Facebook page. Right. You Google the guy. That's right. And you look and say, is, this gal, is. is this gal legit? So, yeah. so educate the other 50% that haven't done it yet <laughs> on, on the who, the how, the why, the what. Yeah. Like, what is the significance behind it? And then I want to you know, hit uh -huh. Jason and I want to throw some stuff that I'm seeing that's really yeah, working, yeah. but talk to us. Yeah. It's like squirrel over there. Yes. All the social media stuff. If you want to make money, right. it's if you want to drive leads, buyers and sellers, phone calls, it's all going to be inside Google My Business Bingo. because it is a local play. Bingo. Now Google's so smart that they can infer local. Right. So the difference between New York pizza versus pizza in New York, they know the difference, like yep. New York style pizza. Yeah. So if you're not in what's called the local three pack, mm -hmm. you're not in the game. You could do all the social media stuff, but for sure, the number one driver and will continue to be the driver is going to be Google for Google My Business. Now in real estate, state there's something called Google local, local service ads. ads oh that is pure money if you've not done that that one this one thing alone is gonna make your year I had a client yesterday oh, that I was goodness. talking to Alyssa she they've never heard of this yeah. are you kidding how do you not know about this okay so I got the call from Luca Manet big uh -huh. shout out to Luca back in like December of uh -huh. 2020 saying hey yeah. now she she's part of the Chrome division she used uh -huh. to run all ads she was basically the project manager for all ads in real estate and uh -huh. mortgage right so she calls she's like have you guys seen this yet oh my god Jason's like oh I already know about it I'm it's been around for three years I know yeah. I know but that's but the number one. We it, should just it, be talking about this. It didn't, even, but it it didn't get to a tipping point at all in real estate last year. Exactly. Last year. Yeah, yeah. So so GLAS. But what do they have, have to do? You need to have your Google My Business. Thank you. And your Google. So a lot of people jump. And you got to reviews. One, yeah. If you don't have the reviews, if you've not pimped out your GMB profile with Q and A, with photos, right. with videos, your reviews need to be at least four and a half stars. And you spend money on the on the monthly budget for Google Local Service yeah. Ads. It's not going to work because Google Local Service Ads they're writing the ads for you using what's in your GMB. Okay. So, so I, you need your I GMB gotta... and your Google Local. It's this equivalent of one minute videos yeah. and dollar a day. They go together. One gets yeah. the gets the traffic, and the other one's where they go to. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to break it down. For for my clients, just simple, right? Yeah. You gotta have your Google Google My Business page, photos, you gotta put content there. This is, back me up on this or tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. You gotta put content there like you put on your website, on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn yeah. and everything else. Yeah. You just think, you need to say, hey to your, you know, whoever's publishing all your yeah. content, I need it on my Google Google My Business page. And the thing that's killing it from our client's uh -huh. perspective is just solds, just solds, just solds, yep. recent listing, And you post just those sold, as, just as updates. Right, exactly. Post, it's a mini website. You, okay. They expire every week, so you have to post at least once a week. Okay, and I gotta give a PSA right now to all my clients. I told you eight years ago, start getting all of your reviews on Zillow because they were getting the most traffic yeah. in the residential real estate space. I literally am now telling my clients, so listen very carefully, go have your you or your assistant or your VA copy every individual right, review, yep. rewrite it in the format that will make sense for Google. So it yeah. doesn't say, yeah. Dennis was super great, we totally loved him, he made us feel terrific. Instead it yeah. says, Dennis Yu, who helped us buy our first home yeah. in Salt Lake City, da da da. Yeah. Yeah. He's so great, blah, 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 all that yeah. other stuff. Yeah. And they're literally copying, yeah. pasting That's it. That's a great SEO play. Se right, yes. live. so sending it to the client and saying, Dennis, mm -hmm. would you take a second, Zillow's making some changes, we take a second and yeah. just repost this here yeah. on my link. Yeah. And like people are going, oh my God. And yeah. so, so talk I'll do, about I'll that. Do you, I'll do you one better. So Please. take those reviews on Zillow, screenshot them yeah. on your phone, take yeah. the image and have your VA cross post the image to your Facebook, to your Twitter, to your GMB, to all these yes. other ones. And yes. then you boost it yes. from your Instagram, from your yes. Facebook. And if people leave a review on Facebook, 
screenshot that, right. post that to your GMB, right. turn that into a blog post. Did you know a blog post doesn't have to be 500 words anymore? Right. It can literally be just an, a screenshot yeah. that you take from Zillow. Yeah. And now you're repurposing content, you're cross-posting. Any content that lives anywhere, you can automatically post it everywhere else. That, okay, That's so, what you gotta do. And then you boost yeah. it, then you run ads, then you run Google local service ads and Facebook for a dollar a day. Jason, what else? And on the reviews, on the reviews, like two things real quick. One, I love what Tom Tool did. And Tom, you shared this with me. So Tom Tool went and bought a domain. I'm not going to share the domain right now, but you can go buy like reviewjason.com or whatever it is so that you can make it deep links straight over to the intake form on Google. So you go to your business.google.com. You find the intake link. That's that long, nasty, hard to recognize or share link. And you make it redirect to that link. So you can just make a process for easily fielding reviews. And the other thing I would say is you've got to focus on getting seller reviews. It's, it's the intent, like typically someone's going to Google you, but you're going to find that that is more, it's more customary for a would be seller to be like, Hey, best real estate agent in blank. And the stronger the location authority of your Google, my business, the greater the likelihood it's going to show up in the search results. And when they start reading reviews, and this is something my clients have happening, they have sellers who are looking for an agent in their marketplace, they start reading the reviews and it's listing, listing, listing reviews. And so all of a sudden it's creating a really strong case for this is an awesome listing agent. So I'd say yeah. focus so on I'll, sellers. I want to talk to you. So I'm in this conversation with my buddy yesterday who I have to introduce you to. His, his name is Ken Carey. He is, he is the you of infomercials. Okay. Right. So he basically, he wrote the book called like the review economy. Like that's uh -huh. his whole world. We were talking about this yesterday, Jason. What, imagine if I went to an agent's site and I could watch or read a review, but instead of just sellers, it actually said, you know, transferees. It said first time moves. It said, you know, first time, you know, it's like first time this, first time that, but every possible, let's call it segment of buyer and seller. First time buyer, move up buyer, you know, yada, yada. And yeah, having yeah. all of those broken down on your website mm -hmm. is one of my new ambitions. And do you know you what the segments are? They're already defined. If you go to the back end of your Google local services ads, you can check the box, toggle on or off. What are all the categories I want to rank for? Do I want first time home buyers? Do I want property management? Do I want luxury? It already has all the segments named. So whatever those are, are the ones your Google My Business needs to focus on with the reviews. Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question, what's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you gotta do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I wanna be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work in the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. Yes. Yes. And then you make one minute videos against every one of those topics and segments. Of course. You turn them into blog posts. You use tools, which I know that we're not going to talk about. Yeah. All of that kind of stuff. And you redistribute. That was such a it. tease right there. But yes, I'm, <laughs> I have something coming soon for it. It's not mine. It's just something and I'm, but we want to, we want to continue to validate it before we really get uh -huh. it out there. But yes. Yeah. Okay. So. So we talked, we started with, you know, Google My Business. We said, uh -huh. look, you got to build your page. Yeah. You got to be consistent with creating content there, yeah. right? You got to over index on reviews and whether it yes. is copy and pasting and, or I really like the new organic because most, yeah. most consumers, when they write a review, they right. don't know how to write it in a way that says Google friendly, right? You know, the so, best review tell me. is you meet them with your phone 
and you literally do a 30 second thing and you interview them and say, you know, hey, tell, tell us about how the process was. How do you feel? Tell us about your life situation. We're right? literally doing I was a 90 minute for, segment on this coming up in Dallas in yeah. two weeks with my buddy who's the infomercial king. So yeah. yes. Yeah. So, so, so now I want to just be clear. So now you yeah. can do video, you could do copy and paste, yeah. or you can also get your client to write the new review. But I want to stress and again. screenshot it. There's many right, ways to do it. Right. But back me up on this. If they yeah. really want Google juice. Yeah. I really had a wonderful time buying my first house, yeah. selling my first time, you know, with using the Dennis, keywords you, using. Yeah. you with me, it's yeah. gotta be the keywords first and last name, the action that they took and the city that they were in and maybe yeah. even the neighborhood they were in. Yeah. 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 That does help. But well, what would I, make I, it better? Look, what do you mean? Don't look, give me some lame ass. That, that would help. That is true. That is true. <laughs> and that's what most people think about with SEO. Yeah. But look, I built the analytics at a search engine. Yeah. So I think I have the cred to be able to give this advice. <laughs> That's what I said. What do okay. we do? What do? So what do I look for yeah. when, I, when I'm at the search engine on who should rank on a particular keyword? Yeah. I look for link juice. I look for, so you can put all the content you want, yeah. all the best reviews, all the stuff we talked about, but if you don't pass link juice. What's link juice? Link juice is when other sites link to you. Okay. Okay. All right. So when the, I've just never heard it in that phrase. I like that. So link think juice. about, so yes. let's say that this is, yeah. this is my site yep. and it's got a, a domain rank 63, which is yeah. a, like an earthquake Richter scale thing. And yeah. then this is Tom's site and Tom's site has got a, actually he's got more juice than I think I mm -hmm. do. And I link to him. So let's say Tom yeah. writes a blog post yeah. on here are the five kind of reviews that you need to get. Yeah. And it's posted here. And then I link back here. Yeah. So if you post your content on other people's sites, right then that allows you to link in. So let's say that, you know, there's a, the Dallas Morning News writes about you. Yep. You want that article to link to you. 100%. Let's say that you go to your, you know, Papa Do's is your favorite restaurant mm -hmm. and you write a review there or maybe you, you, you do some kind of charity thing or you're, you're part of the Little League team or you yep. know, City Council, whatever it might be. And you write a guest blog post over there that links to you. Yep. So the reason why my site has so much power is when I'm on CNN in front of three and a half million people live talk, arguing with Mark Zuckerberg, mm -hmm. Then, then I'm on CNN, and that's link. That's a 91 DR power linking to me. That's right. pouring so much juice to my site. So right. think about your website. Who are all of the other websites that are linking to you? And you want the most powerful sites, which are usually media sites. Now, yes. other people might have a blog, and their power is like 10 or 15. But mm -hmm. if you have someone who's like a 90, yep. link to you. So Dallas Morning News is probably like an 80. Yeah. Right. And the thing I want so to being on podcast and yeah. you write uh, and yeah. they link to you if it's a high power podcast, that's going to pass a lot of juice. So, so content distribution on your site, on your GMB, on your yep. social, that's great. But once you get to a certain point, you actually want to have more of your content on other people's site where you're guest blogging and that's where your VAs are taking that content. Yep. Every So this interview here, we're going to turn into an article yep. and then we can post that on my site and link to you and pass you juice yep. or your site and yep. pass to me. So every piece of content you can repurpose meaning multiple channels, you yep. can amplify it. Yep. And this is like, you can have your cake and eat it too. And you're going to create an article on it using auto.ai, whatever transcription, YouTube, yep. Trans yep. transcription. And then that site's going to link to you. So every podcast that I'm on, our VAs are going to write a summary and they're going to go back a couple days later and they'll say, Hey, Dennis was so inspired by, by being on your podcast that we wrote this whole thing and we'd love to post it on your site so your readers can re-enjoy this. Because some people don't want to watch a whole podcast. They'd yeah. rather just read the five tips, yep. right? Yep. And then that's passing juice the other way. So who do you know 
that's well known to community and it doesn't have to be in real estate. It can be anything. And you don't have to use, you know, buying a home in Lakewood, Colorado. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be the keywords. Yeah, yeah. I'm just talking reviews, but you're going to a whole new level, which is like, hey, how do I do more B2B relationship? Right. So I tell people all the time, like, you know, could you have a radio show yeah. or could you be on everyone's podcast? Yeah. Could you invite people to your podcast where they'd share it on their site, back yeah. to your site? Yeah. Right. So so we're talking more of that. Look, like, Dallas Morning News would be awesome, but for some of them, it may be a stretch that unless, is. unless they're doing something of significance to get there. If you are trying to attract leads in Highland Park, Colorado, and you wanted yeah. rank for, you know, first time home buyer Highland, Highland Park, Dallas, yeah. right? How much would it be worth to rank number one on that organically? A lot. Because once you're there, you basically yeah. lock that in. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you're, if you're competing against other agents in Highland Park, mm -hmm. what are the odds that they have any kind of media attention or they're producing content that we are repurposing yeah. in the way we're talking yeah. about. They're not. Yeah. So you only have to beat the people that you're competing against. It's actually really easy to beat I agree. Them. Yeah, on a local yeah. level, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so so let's go back to Google My Business. We, we covered a lot of ground there. Is there any other thing beyond sort of the basics that we've discussed, which is build your page, put content there, get your reviews there, put a lot of content there, and then do the Google local yeah. services ads. Yeah. Right? Is there anything else from a Google perspective that our clients can could glean from you now and yeah. implement? So GMB, you want it to have 50 photos and mm -hmm. you want to have 10 videos. Also, okay. you want to change your hours each day to be open because if you don't update your hours yeah. each day, it's going to say COVID warning. This place may or may not be open. And they're like, eh, I don't know if I want to call yeah, these people. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Whether your office is open or not, yeah. to clear the COVID warning, you have to go to each day and manually set what those yeah. hours are. Also, there's a section where you can book appointments. So you want to fill that out. There's a section for Q&A. And if no one's asking any questions, guess what? You can ask the questions and answer them yourself. Right. Put in five questions and then yeah. answer them. Yeah. How do I hire a coach? How do I find a real estate agent? Who's yeah. the best agent in my town? Yeah. Look right. inside your Google Search Console or Google Analytics for yeah. the most popular things that you want to answer and repurpose yeah. all your content. Yeah. Right. Yep. And you can literally use that in a self-serving way to say, oh, well, you know, working with Jason was great because you can literally turn your Q&A into a testimonial land. Yes. Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, Jason, anything else on uh, on? Yeah, I got Google a couple more on Google My Business. So I'll go back and tie together the importance of all the backlinking or link juice and stuff that he talked about. Your domain has a big impact on your Google My Business too because it ties into that Google My Business. So the stronger your domain is, you're really reinforcing your location authority overall. It's an SEO play that doesn't just benefit your website. It can also benefit your Google My Business. Um, in terms of photos, I think what he said was super smart, 50 photos, 10 videos. I love that. Um, the products option, a lot of our coaching members are making use of that and they're putting their listings in as products. Sometimes they have evergreen on demand, like first time home buyer webinar, uh, downsizing or estate planning webinar, and they drop them in as evergreen products that you can go in and watch whenever you want. And that's more content. Uh, also, I would talk about the NAP, the name, address, and phone number. You need to make sure that that is matchy matchy across the web. So Google, like, like Dennis said in the very beginning, what's cool about Google search, and this is also Google Maps, is that they have the ability to infer, is this person who is searching on Google looking for something local or something big and macro? And so that's what triggers a Google My Business listing in Google search. When Google thinks the searcher is looking for something local, bam, they trigger a Google My Business or they the places, if they think it's like best pizza in blank kind of a thing. And the stronger your location authority, the higher you rank. That is the local SEO play. So they're going to be looking across the web to form some kind of a conclusion about the, the legitimacy of this business. They're going to look at Yelp. They're going to look at LinkedIn, Facebook, all the social sites. They're going to look at Zillow and realtor.com or .ca or whatever, and they're going to start forming conclusions. So if I see your name, address, or phone number mismatched across the web, 
that's a, huh, scratch my head kind of point of inflection. I would also tell you like the Q and A is super smart. Uh, the, the, I would put like a Calendly link for the appointments. Like he was saying that's super smart. One thing I've noticed, and I would ask Dennis this question is whenever you do a search, like with my clients, it's about a weekly occurrence for us to do a search. We search best agents in their market or top realtors in their market just to see what shows up. And we typically see the shelf of Google local services ads at the top, which we have a hack on how to rank higher on those. We can talk about that if you want to. Um, then we see the paid search ads, which is typically up nest or something like that. And then we see the business listings. And so we, we analyze all of that. Um, but when you're looking at it, like you can rank better if you're making sure that you're feeding all these different, all these different elements. But we've noticed in the organic listings, you can specify categories for your Google, my business. And there's two categories that we commonly choose real estate agency, real estate agent, or a third one, real estate consultant. What I have found, and Dennis, here's my question is for some reason, if I search for best agents or top realtors in a select market, it's, it will show me agencies first. They tend to be defaulted first. Yes. Any optics on that? Yeah. So Google's using something called LSA, mm-hmm. latent semantic, well, LSI, latent semantic indexing and other things where they're saying agent and real estate and broker. So they're- It they're, all falls under an agency. It's, it's equivalent of basically broad match on PPC, but yeah. applied to organic. So, you know, you go to Amazon, you know, people who bought this also bought that. That's what they're doing with search results. So yeah. if you're not sure exactly, because Google had something called the Wonder Wheel, which they got rid of seven years ago, which was a fantastic tool. But the way to get into it still as a hack is if you do a search on something that you want to rank on, first time home buyer, Lakewood, Colorado, mm-hmm. if you scroll down to any, this, this is something you guys will notice that you'll never realize was there, but now you're going to see it every single time you do a search, scroll down and you'll see a section that's called people also ask. Yeah. So that's the Google's telling I, you what I they're love, looking for. Yeah. So if you're not that's sure like what, buddy hack. what kind of content you want to create, go to the things you want to rank for, make a one video on that, but then go down to PAA. People also ask and make a one minute video on those four or five things that are there. And that will dominate because your feet, Google is telling you what they want. Well, and then they're bouncing then off each increase- other because you're authority in that specific space. But the hack I would say for agents here is I would make sure that you have multiple categories listed. You should be real estate agency, real estate agent, and real estate consultant. And in that order, that's that'll uh, work for the next two or three years until it becomes what's called locksmith spam, right? Yeah. That's the the most over abused category. Real yes. estate agents haven't gotten there like no. locksmiths were five years ago. Yeah. So another way around that is you want to have location signal. You want people to know that you're in downtown Dallas or whatever the area is. Mm-hmm. So here's the, the hack: go to any restaurant that's near where you are, leave them a review, meet the owner, take oh, some pictures, yeah. check in, tag them, and then right of you saying, I really love Tom's pizza, you know, yeah. whatever it is. And then post that as a guest blog post. And of course the business owner would love to do that, right? They're yeah. not going to say no to that. And then now you've got a link from other restaurants or businesses or people that, you know, the dry cleaner, you yeah. have friends that are, that are course, local in your city and then they are linking to you. And what does Google see when they see other local businesses that have IP addresses in your town linking to you that really strengthens location signal and it gives you SEO juice. You and it's, it's not hard to do. Your VA can do that for you. Right. You know what's so great about that, Dennis? We have been talking since probably 2009 with uh, Gary V, who yeah. was at one of my conferences, and he's like, you should become the mayor of your town. Yeah. What do you do? Just go interview everybody in your local town. Exactly. And I don't think he was thinking SEO then. He was thinking like more, you know, you're you're walking into McDonald's and they always yeah. have Coca-Cola, yeah. right? So it's, yeah. he was thinking more of that connection. Yeah. Now we're seeing this because, Jason, how many of our clients have done this 
on steroids. Christoph Chu, who's driven all the all the best neighborhoods of yeah. the west side of Los Angeles yeah. in each neighborhood doing a video. Now put that on your yeah. on your GMB page. Exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hello everybody. Pay attention. <laughs> this is fun. This is fun. Okay, we have seven more hours to go on this podcast okay. because we've only covered three of my points. We'll have to have part two. We're definitely gonna have part two. Okay, let's let's go with okay. Anything else, Jason, on GMB before we switch? Uh, there's one more thing, and I'll say it really fast. There's another ad product they should look at. So they have Google local services ads, which uses your Google My Business as kind of the profile that feeds that ad. Um, there are also what are called Google local extension ads that really work nicely in tandem with this. So basically the, the easy way to do this, there's a, there's a complicated and easy way. The easy way is log into your Google My Business, business.google.com. There's a button on the lower left sidebar or in the middle of the, of the home screen that says create an ad. You click it, it throws you into the express version of the Google Ads Manager and it will basically create ads that can show up. And here's, the, you gotta read the fine print. It says your ad could show up on either Google search results or in Google Maps. And so what that means is if you look at the, the order of the results page, best realtor in Nashville, something like that, best agent in Nashville, I'm going to see the shelf of the three Google local service ads. Beneath it, I will see the top of page search ad results. You may or may not rank there, but you have the chance of that, that Google My Business ad, it's called a local extension ad, it could show up there. It may be at the bottom of the page, but then there's another hack. The third section on that kind of a search is the map with all the red dots that shows all the local places, the all the business listings. And you can click the button that says view more agents or view more results, whatever the button says, and it will take you to Google Maps. And then your ad will show there at the top of the results too. So like you're looking at the people who are really dominating the, the paid side of Google right now, they need to have a strong Google My Business because it's behind all of it. If you have bad reviews, there's no way to recover. You gotta get good yeah, reviews. Yeah. However- you start with local service ads first before you move to Google ads with location for extensions. Sure. For sure. There's all the other extensions besides location extensions, which could be a whole nother thing. Yeah. But like Jason said, yeah, Google local service ads and start with location extensions. So J Jason, do a little PSA or Dennis, do a little PSA on uh, a few clients have said, it's really hard to set up that Google local services ad. It's not as easy as I thought. Why is that? Can I PSA that? They're saying it's hard because they want to see your proof of insurance, which is E&O insurance. And in the U.S., a lot of states, like I live in a state where agents are required to carry their own policy. So here where I live, it's easy breezy. You just give your, because they're going to literally connect you to Pinkerton. They're going to run a background check. They want to see proof of your license and all those types of things to make sure you're legit. The hard part is that you're basically at the DMV. That's the hard part. I was just going to say, it's like showing up to the DMV. Yeah. You missed one thing. Sorry. See you in September. So it is. So that part is inescapably a pain. Sorry. It is. That's the nature of them trying to scrub you and vet you. So let's do, this should be just a micro moment of content here. Let's tell them what they need to have in front of them before they try and do the Google local services ads. If memory serves, they're going to need to be able to show proof of insurance. That's typically an E&O policy. If your broker has E&O, get it from them in advance. They're going to generally want to see your name on the policy, which means you may have to get your insurance agent on the phone or get your own like special policy. So whoever the provider of your E&O is, they may have like an extra policy for property management coverage. I'm not an insurance advisor. This is just my experience. Don't, don't, don't sue just me or anything check, like that. Check. You need to have proof of insurance. You need proof of insurance. You need to have your license, proof of licensure. And they're going to see like probably like your driver's ID or something like that too. But the licensure and the insurance are the biggies. Yeah. 
Good, yeah, perfect. Real estate license. And the reason why they want all that is Google local service ads is tied to what's called Google Guaranteed and Google Verified. Yeah. So that if you have a bad experience yeah. with the real estate agent or the locksmith or the home services, yeah. then you know that Google's gonna make you whole. Just like if you rent right. on Airbnb or whatever, there's a policy. That's why that's there. But that's an advantage for you because the exactly. other, it's a barrier. Exactly. That barrier is our advantage. Yeah, I, I anything that's difficult, is yeah. a really good idea, right? Because yeah. if no one does it, perfect. Okay, so let's let's go totally different direction. We talked about the dollar a day. We kind of talked about slicing and dicing content, but probably yeah. not enough. Um, in 2000 and maybe 13, mm -hmm. I did a video and said, create one piece of content, mm -hmm. turn it into a podcast, yeah. turn it into a blog, yep. break it into 15 or 20 micro moments, yeah. put it on Facebook, Instagram, well, Instagram didn't exist. Chop it right? 100 pieces. Chop yeah. them into a million pieces. Yep. Does that, does that play still work? Are there any variations and are there any hacks yes. to get it done faster? Yes, there are hacks. The hack to be able to take is you, you start with a long form piece of video. And yep. if you're not good on video or podcasts or whatever, we find typically 30 to 45 minutes is about enough time. Anything more than that, people lose steam. Yeah. So write up a list of 10 points of things mm -hmm. that you want to talk about. Have someone interview you. If you're not good at looking at the camera, have someone you know interview you and the camera's off to the side. Yeah. And then you run it through a Fiverr or Design RR Fiverr. or one of these other tools yeah. or your video VA or auto.ai or frame.io. In the last couple of years, there's so many tools that yeah. do this automatically. I don't want to go through all of them. But now you're taking the video and you've chopped it into blog posts and Instagram and Facebook and GMB posts and every single kind of thing. The key is that you also want to transcribe it and turn it yes. into articles to rank on SEO. So yeah. back to Google, Google shows something called universal search. Yeah. So when you do a search on pizza, they want pictures of pizza, videos, the nearest pizzeria, the history of pizza, yeah. you know, What's news the recipe. So that's all yeah. universal. So yeah. you're going to create the, the changes. You're going to create a mix of things. So that if you're not ranking on best agent in, in city town or whatever, mm -hmm. then you can start to rank on news, start to rank on video, start to rank inside YouTube shorts. Yeah. So you take that vertical one minute, you can take that, that, that snippet of video, upload it onto YouTube vertically, which has all the YouTube people saying, you know, turning in their coffins. Yeah. And then in your title, you'll, you'll have whatever the keywords is that you want and then do hashtag shorts and that'll start to rank. Hey, and Dennis, I'll double down on that. With the universal search, you should also in the long form video, when you put it on YouTube, you should put chapters in it for all the different 10 points you covered, which basically means in the description of the video, you put at one minute and 32 seconds, I talked about this. And then I talked about this. You just put it in the description. YouTube will automatically dissect that into clips. And if you've seen it, when you do a Google search, it will show suggested clips from a video that's been chaptered up like that. And that's another way to rank on those terms. <laughs> no, Jason's the bomb, man. Those this is why, great. you know. Yeah. All right. Okay, should we even go through the other five points? Like, <laughs> my brain hurts. I'm actually, you know, so for all my listeners, you, you guys know that, like, I think half the fun of my podcast, no, arguably maybe all of the fun of my podcast, is me sucking out all the wisdom. <laughs> I'm taking more notes than anybody else than any of you listening right now. So, and, and I get to talk to Jason all the time, and you and I, new BFFs. All right, let's do one more. All right. Uh, Let's talk. Okay, we got, we're going to do two more. Okay. okay. WTF Clubhouse. Uh -huh. And I'm referring to Where's Tom Ferry in case you're uh -huh. wondering, right? So, okay. so Clubhouse. <laughs> like, you know, I thought it, I, I got on it early. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a fad. Same here. I can see the numbers, dependent upon who it is, yeah. dropping. Yeah. But I can also see like the, the people that are really delivering a lot of value, yeah. creating a lot of consistency and yeah. building some audience and building yeah. a force. Yeah. Um, what am I missing? Clubhouse is not a local play. 
Clubhouse is for people that are authors, speakers, and coaches. So it's seen as kind of like a COVID app because we're not holding our conferences and whatnot. So these people who are experts, authors, speakers, coaches, whatnot, they need to share their expertise so other people can consume this as another channel. Now, I was social media tired. I'm like, you know what? I don't have time for another one because after Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, or whatnot, and then it disappears. It's audio only. Of course, I have a face made for radio, which is great. (laughs) But then I discovered that if you're... You want to you want to play chess, eight to ten steps ahead of other people. Always right. So instead of directly, all the things we talked about so far have been direct to consumer, mm-hmm. ranking Google, you know, yeah. getting those leads directly. Yeah. But if you want to influence the influencers, influencer, mm-hmm. you want to play B to B to C. Yeah. So if I want to be well known in Dallas, then I'm going to interview these other people and put them in my podcast. So if you have a podcast, if you run a conference, if you have an yeah. email list, then yeah. you're going to put a clubhouse club around that and then have rooms right. where you interview other people. So we could take this podcast mm-hmm. and we could have a live clubhouse at the same time yep. for audio only. It could be Tom Ferry and Dennis share the five things that seven figure agents do right. that this, the other ones don't do. Yeah. Listen only, right? With yeah. the record little red circle next to it. Yep. And then other people are going to participate. I found it as a great way to do relationship building. So I know the the top people in digital marketing yep. and they all want to be on my clubhouse because they know when I open up a room, I'll get 15,000 people right, in there because exactly. I'm, I'm admin on some of the biggest clubs. Yeah. So if you want to be known for something, either you start the rumor club, you don't have to be the expert mm-hmm. in that, or you get inside someone else's rumor club and you contribute content. You yep. learn how to be an admin and a moderator. And it's just a great way to basically be a keynote speaker. Think, think of clubhouse as for keynote speakers. You're an yeah. author, speaker, coach. You want to publish a book. Yeah. You want to be on Joe Rogan's podcast. But think of it as that way. It is not a consumer local play. It's not going to help you rank in Google. But Clubhouse, you can record your sessions. So if I want to interview somebody and I know it's going to disappear, now, now, I'm going to record is that. Is that a new? I have to interview. You have to disclose You have to tell. So you have to disclose that you're going to record it or you're violating the community standards. Yeah. And then you introduce okay, the room. Yeah. Every time you do a room reset with every yeah. 15 or 20 minutes, you'll say, hey, everybody, this is being recorded. When you bring people up on stage, yeah. you have to say, so remind you, everybody you, this is being recorded. Yeah. 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 Okay. Do you so, consent to being recorded? They say yes. So I want to, I want to just say for all my, so, so Dennis is saying, you know, if you're an author, if you're a coach, if you're this, you're that, or you're a, like one of a smart Tom Ferry client, you're like. I live in Dallas and Tom Ferry's network is around the world yeah. and 550,000 people are moving to Texas yeah. in the next 18 months. I want to connect by providing value yeah. to all the Tom Ferry network yeah. in all those places. That's so right. I become the referring agent of choice. Right. And that's what I'm seeing. And I'm sure Jason, you're seeing I, the same I, thing. I'm seeing like Glenn a Baker lot of my to top mind. clients are like, I'm like, you're on, you're on it every day. I understand. And they're yeah. like, and the referrals are bonkers. Yeah, that's where it's and, at. But it's, but it's not, they're not going, hey, it's me, it's Glenda Baker. Please send me all your referrals. They're like, hey, it's Glenda Baker. I want, I'm interviewing Dennis Yoon today. I'm talking to Jason, yeah. bringing you value, bringing you value, you know, like she's just delivering value. It's top of mind right? awareness. Versus. What we're doing here. Right, exactly. You could do in a clubhouse room. It's the exact, exact same thing. One th- I actually thought can about I, just doing it, but yes. Yeah. Can Go I add this? I met Dennis through Clubhouse. I went into one of the rooms that he was moderating. I waited in line to ask him a question. I followed up with a DM on Instagram. We connected. And then next thing I know, we were going live on Instagram together and things like that. And he's since been to Nashville. I've had dinner with him. And here we are doing a podcast with you. So like the networking, right, it really yeah. is the that's networking. That's, that, I think it's like, it's like scaling my relationships, right? Scaling my trust. It's all of that. Okay, so Clubhouse, yes. Um, I'm a huge fan of TikTok, mm-hmm. and I'm also clear in my in, in my 
my relationships with some people uh-huh. at TikTok. It has yep. nothing to do with what most people think. That's right. That it is purely an entertainment play. It's education and entertainment. Well, edutainment. 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 Yeah. But yeah. if it's only education, I don't see it doing well, really well. But right. I see right. entertainment yes. doing really well yes. that maybe hooks people yes. in. And I'm going to make this statement. I don't think I need to see another real estate agent going like this, like dance into some song and bing to this yeah. and bing to that. Like that's been so overplayed. Yeah, Please get creative. But that's my opinion. Thoughts on TikTok and you TikTok, Snapchat, all of it. Yeah. And then let's talk ads on that too. Yeah. Yeah. Full disclosure, ByteDance, which is the parent company of TikTok, has commissioned us to do training courses on this. And same for Snapchat. Yeah. So I'm... I'm being paid to yes. say these things. So that way though, I don't get in trouble for you know being banned it's, for disclosure. It's so a PSA. We, yes. we are being paid by TikTok and yeah. Snapchat yeah. who have reached out to us yeah. saying, can you create courses like you yeah. have on Facebook? Yeah. So listen to this, TikTok and, and Snapchat, if you look at their interface for creating content and you look at their interface for creating ads, mm-hmm. it looks very similar to Facebook's. Right. Gee, I wonder why, is that a coincidence? Yeah. Just like Facebook copy Snapchat through Instagram. So yep. they're all copying each of other. Of course. So what you do, and this, this pisses off TikTok when yeah. I say this. You take those moments that are highest engagement and you just repurpose them into TikTok. Right. Why not? Right. I think of YouTube, right. Instagram, and then people say, oh, no, no, no. YouTube is different and Twitter's yeah. different. Yeah, they are kind of different from a consumer standpoint, but we're looking at it as uh, driving buyer and seller leads. Yeah. I wanted to share my knowledge. So we're going right? all the way back to the dollar a day, thing. creating those 50 videos, yeah. finding the ones that perform the best, and then running them on TikTok. Because yeah. a bunch of agents are thinking, oh, I'm already so busy. All this other stuff right. I've heard, about, I don't have time for TikTok and Snapchat and all this. But that, you no, don't no, need no, to. Not, not my clients. They've right. all got virtual assistants that are doing yeah. this for them because they set go. up their Amazon, Google, iCloud, and Frame.io <laughs> accounts. Oh, great. And the there. VAs are pulling everything yeah. from them. This is, but this is a higher calling for, you've got to have super clarity on what's my content strategy. Because I talk to agents all the time who are like, now i got to make content for this platform or for that platform. What are the rules of etiquette here versus there? But I'm like, if you would just make your content in the lab of what do you care about? What do you want people to know? What's your subject matter? Your content becomes ubiquitous. I think we know, like, trust, right? It goes goes back to the same thing. Now, TikTok is going to be 15 to 90 seconds, right? What you have there, but we find typically 15 seconds is good unless you have a lot of personality and people want to watch you. So you'd repurpose things like Instagram stories. You'd use the little video creation tools inside TikTok and put it out there. Now, you can't do dollar a day. It's $20 a day. TikTok doesn't allow you to target down to the city. It's at the state level. So be careful about that. Snapchat does allow you to do city level and it's $5 a day. Both of them do optimize to engagement, but not to conversions. Both have pixels that you can use as part of your plumbing. It's still very early. We've seen some of our friends have massive success on TikTok, even in local, but you're not going to see many examples of local working in TikTok and Snapchat. Why are they doing five and 20 versus a dollar? It feels like they're they're forcing uh, influencers and yeah. 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 But, well, part of it is that they don't want to have the Facebook problem of, of so many ads. It says all of them have to yeah. go through manual review and then yeah. there's the Russians and Chinese trying to mess things up. And right. they, just, they, they just want to put a minimum bar there. Plus, you have to pre-fund your account on TikTok, often yeah. through PayPal. And yeah. it has this weird face shoe thing saying charge your account. Like They oh, should that's just do it fun. and say you can only pay They're, through Bitcoin just to really screw with people. Yeah. And <laughs> they also have this this thing called Business Center, which is the copycat yeah. business manager. Snapchat yeah. and TikTok do the same thing. Yeah. So it is, it's similar, but it's buggy their analytics and attribution isn't there they're about to get nailed on the ios 14 thing just like facebook but all you need to know is if like jason said if you have a content strategy meaning your content's organized by why how and what Mm -hmm. you can have it go across all your channels so don't get hung up on quora or tiktok or snapchat or twitter just realize get your content strategy 
through video and mm -hmm. you can push it across these other channels and whatever's working, yeah. put more money in that channel. Yep. If for some reason you do really well on TikTok because you do a little bit of dancing or, mm -hmm. you know, the things that we see work well for agents and anyone who's a local service professional on TikTok is a direct to face giving a tip, yeah. a 15 second tip, or here's five five things you need to do yeah. when you know to, to not get dragged down by inspections right. or whatever, right? right? And you, it's something that's short, 30 seconds in that range, that works well. And then simple animations, that's it. You don't have to sing and dance. I love that. Thank you for saying they don't have to sing. Some of them are really good at singing. Like Phil Gertis, I've, he's got some moves, right? Like we have some clients that like, they really got it going on. <laughs> and then others, I'm like, whoa. I mean, the good news is, you get to know them. You're like, I'm going to list with you, oh. but you have no dance moves. Okay. So I think we've nailed everything. Um, we, we've sort of indirectly talked a lot about SEO, uh -huh. right? In an indirect way. Is there any sort of, as we, as we get near closing this out, any direct thoughts around SEO? And then we got to hit iOS, even though I just did a podcast yeah. with my VP of marketing, who used yeah. to be one of the VPs of marketing at Zillow. So she's, yeah. she was like, OMG, like let me tell you what people have to do, but I wanna hear your yeah. perspective as well. So yeah, yeah. SEO I, first, I have a technical answer on and both then of those. iOS. Yeah. So think about what the search engine is looking for mm -hmm. from an SEO standpoint. Because if you wanna crack the lock or the safe, you need to work at the safe company yeah. like I have. So the search engine is looking for signals of where there's engagement. And there's sort of a thief versus police kind of thing going mm -hmm. on where they don't wanna tell you exactly what they're looking for because then people will try to cheat the system. Because yeah. my job at Yahoo, was to catch people trying to trick us. Love it. I'd go to conferences speaking at Yahoo and people would come up and say, yeah, I have this new technique that will fool you. I do triangular linking. Like, you think we can't see that? Oh, I have a link laundering layer through a yeah. private link network. Like, yeah. you think I can't see that? Oh, yeah. we've got all your IP addresses. I can cloak. No, yeah. you can't. Yeah. So here's, here's the thing. Google, in, in the same way that GMB is so awesome, especially in the last year or two, and yeah. people didn't even realize that Google provides this thing for free. And right. you, I mean, you can run ads, which is even better. Yeah. There's another thing called Google Search Console. GSC mm. that integrates with your Google Analytics. Now, most people, they look in their Google Analytics and they do the source medium report, of yep, course, yep. and then they click on the one that, you know, for, for SEO and it shows just some of the top keywords or queries and they think that that is Google Search Console. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. It's another tool. You have to verify your domain, which you do as part of your digital plumbing. And then what is Google Search Console used to be called for those OGs out there, Google Webmaster Tools. Yeah. And it would tell you the top queries, how many pages yeah. are indexed, yep. where you have problems with your site loading slow, which is the same thing as the Chrome Lighthouse tool and the mm -hmm. dev tools inside Chrome. And that's that. a big issue for iOS and all the, all the new which changes we'll that are to. just, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so Google is literally telling you how to do better SEO inside right. Google Search Console to give you tips. They send you, you know, the little monthly report, they tell you what keywords are working. Mm -hmm. They say, hey, hey, you know, you got 3,000 impressions on best agent in city name. Yeah. But you only got five clicks. Yeah. Wait a minute. So it'll tell me how many times I showed up in search results, even if they didn't click yep. on my website. Yep. And they'll tell me why and how I can improve it. Why, why aren't, I, do you hear people talking about using the data inside Google Search Console? In my office, yes. But most people aren't. <laughs> Not I'd love to know, like, are you guys using yeah. Google Search Console? Yeah. No. I, I, I'm in a, an argument. Jason, I would say a lot of your clients and a lot of our coaching members, a lot of people that, that, you know, some people, we should have even started with this. Yeah. Some people love making sausage. Yeah. Some people just like to eat sausage. Right. And, and we have probably less <laughs> sausage makers listening right now. But yeah. what they're saying is, okay, I'm I know this is I worked important. at a search engine. So we built these tools. Well, no, I know. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. are the kings of the sausage makers. So, yeah. so just for, for connection for everybody, you might yeah. want to just forward this immediately yeah. to your VAs in the Philippines yeah. and your marketing director and your assistant. 
Yes. So you want to and or you're paying like a boomtown or somebody like that, and they can handle a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So if if you're ranking on the second, you know, you know where to hide a dead body. On the second page of Google. (laughs) I heard that yesterday. I just heard that. I was like, (laughs) uh, let's edit this. (laughs) Yeah. So if you're ranking on the second page of any of these keywords, because Google will tell you where you rank, I have to write that down. I'm sorry. Then write blog posts about that stuff. Try to push it up. And if you're ranking in in positions, say like five to ten, so the yeah. bottom of the first page, yeah. then you want to push that up into the top three. If you're yeah. ranking number one on a search result, you're getting twenty three percent of all of the traffic there. If yeah. you're in position two, you're getting maybe seven and a half. Position three, you're getting about four yeah. percent. So it really, really pays to be in the top three in yeah. search results, just right. like the three pack, three pack, and local map results. So from an SEO standpoint, I'm I'm looking for stuff where. I, if I can just move up from position seven to position three, yeah. that might be six or seven times more traffic. And think about what that, that's an on, on an ongoing basis. Yep. So I'm using my Google search console to drive my content strategy. Where am I making more videos? Who do I need to connect with in my community, yep. right? What kind of content is working well on any of my channels and how do I redistribute? That's telling me what I need to do next. Otherwise you're just overwhelmed trying to do everything. Yeah. I want to go back to plumbing just for a second. So I've heard a lot from people. Okay. So I've created a lot of content, not a lot of people, but I've heard it from enough Uh that I think it's an important question to ask. Okay. Tom, I'm creating a lot of content, but I'm not seeing the content convert. Uh Uh-huh. Is that because of the the sort of the holy trifecta of their plumbing? It, it could plumbing? be that, that you're driving leads to another channel. So you're making content on YouTube and it's coming through Google search. Right. Or you're not tracking it because someone gave you their email for a so lead. So it could just be a then, lack of tracking. Yeah. And then this iOS 14 and Chrome thing is going to yeah. make tracking more difficult. Right. Right. With right. FLOC and the privacy sandbox, those sorts of pieces. Yeah. So, so A is you're just not tracking it properly because, you know, it could, we know it works. Yeah. I could go to to Starbucks and say, this is the agent that I use. And I tell a friend and you have no way of pixeling the fact that that conversation occurred at Starbucks or at a restaurant. Right. There's delayed attribution, which is you build a reputation. And then a couple months later, oh yeah, I remember that thing that I saw with Tom Uh and then I'm going to click on it. It influences the results. Yeah. And then there's just flat out your content sucks. And that's why I didn't convert. Yeah. I'm glad you actually said that one too. And that's actually the truth. Your baby is ugly. Your food right. isn't amazing. You should not open that restaurant, even though I'm trying to be polite to your wife right. who made that dinner for us. Right. 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 And for the most part, it is that your your content sucks because it gets no distribution. It gets no engagement. If I look at your content and I'm looking at every one of you guys on any kind of, it could be on, on a blog, it could be YouTube, Facebook, whatever. I'm looking at engagement rate. If I don't get 10% of people to watch my video for 15 seconds, if I don't get 10% of people yeah. to like, comment, or share, then there's something wrong with my content. I'm not going to blame the algorithm. I'm not yeah. going to say, oh, it's because the network's forcing me to run ads, right? Yeah. It's because yeah. your content sucks. Right. That's old school. Like Gary and I used to talk about a million years ago. Like, hey, yeah. if you just do good content, you're going to find a tribe. You're going to find an audience. But if, you're, if your content stinks, but there's also- That's like, true though, but it's not th- helpful when no, you there's, tell them that. But, there's, but there is a formula. Like yeah. there's a formula for an introduction on a YouTube video that's, yeah, that's going to create that 10 to 15 seconds. Yeah. Share from your experience, what's your ideal formula? So in the one minute video, you want to start with basically why, how, and what. Yeah. So you start with uh, when I was. Mm-hmm. So when I was 18, I dropped out of high school because I wanted to be a professional athlete and run for Nike. Mm-hmm. True story. You want to hear the rest of that? Yeah. That's a great bumper. That's an intro. That's a, so yeah. when I was. So we would call it a hook. Yeah, right? you're like, yeah, you got to have a hook. You got to yeah. ask a question that draws people in. But where do most agents screw up? They say, "Hi, I'm Tom Ferry." I know. And, or even uh, worse, they have an amazing videographer, and they they have this whole animation with yeah. the, the logo flies across the screen. Yeah. And by then, you're, the user's gone. They've already scrolled past you. Right. Right. So you have to start with with that hook, and usually yeah. the easiest hook. Because we coach thousands of people and they're like, oh, I'm going to tell you about a story. When... No, no, go straight into the story. Yeah. Dude, yeah. last night, 
this thing happened. Exactly. What happened? Yeah. Well, this whole thing happened. Yeah. Right. So there's the hook. Then you go into the story itself, which creates sets up some kind of pain, some kind of what, what people call a, an open loop. Yeah. Right. Where there's some kind of problem. Yeah. You know, you're Sally's, drawing me into the story yeah. and giving me a reason to listen. Yeah. yeah. Sally's trying to find this house. You know, she's yeah. trying to sell her house yeah. and buy her house at yeah. the same time, but yeah. she didn't. She, she thought it was risky. So, oh my yeah. goodness, now I'm yeah. with the protagonist. I'm using the three part story arc. It's called the hero's journey, where there's some some kind of problem at the end. Rocky wins. You kill Voldemort. Whatever it is, right? And then you come in with the solution yeah. at the end. I'm Tom Ferry. I'd love to tell you more about how to do this. I created this 20 minute video, right? Yeah. So you, you do that. You do the hook, story, offer, or it's the same thing as why, how, and what. Oh. It's Jason, all the same thing. Hold on, Jason. No like and trust. Could you imagine the video? Just, just, I just got this idea. I want to get it out of there. So, Jason, it's a client sitting there filming saying, my wife's sister's trying to buy a house in Philadelphia and she can't find a property. Problem, 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 problem. But I'm not in Philadelphia. Problem, reaction, solution. You with me? I'm not in Philadelphia. And, and my wife comes in going, oh my God, I just feel so bad for Sally. She's really struggling to find a house. She keeps saying there's no inventory. And I said, honey, I solve this problem for clients every single day. Yeah. All we have to do is tell her to do one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Right? Something along those lines, Jason. I love it. I freaking love that's it. That's the formula. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Just sorry, guys. Sometimes we just have these little moments. Yeah. We we call it problem, reaction, solution. It's the 100%, same thing. Hundred percent. This is like also the do. key to almost like the perfect review. But we'll yeah. we'll save that for another conversation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, iOS. The what do you think about the new changes first on websites? Like we we've already launched the through Pogo the ADA uh -huh. uh, piece on our site. Yeah. We know that that's coming. Yeah. I've been doing some PSAs about it, so most of our clients know about it. But I'm curious, like. Is there, outside of Pogo, are there any other applications you would use to put that on there? I think that's good. The biggest issue is just the website's not even loading fast. I mean, you can make that, it compliant for people who are thank you. blind or disabilities. Thank but you. Chrome developer tools, especially right. Lighthouse or Google developer tools where they do site speed. Yep. The number one thing is there, and they're going to tell you site where you have broken links. Site speed is number one. Yeah. yeah. Mobile, because Google switched to a mobile first index, yep. meaning how your website loads on a phone. And by the way, if you had somebody build your website and it looks great on desktop, because designers, they have these big screens, oh, 4K yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that. Look at how it renders on mobile. 100%. Your 100%. traffic's gonna be 80%, 70 to 80% mobile. Go yeah. look in your Google Analytics, that's what's gonna tell you. All right. I heard it, yeah, I heard a stat on Walmart, they sped up their, their load time by a fraction and it increased their conversions and their traffic exponentially. I mean, load time is right. critical. Yeah. Amazon said that by decreasing site load time by 0.1 seconds is worth $100 million a year. Yeah, it's, it scales. Yeah, Bananas. same thing at Yahoo. We had the fastest loading homepage on the internet because it was hand-coded. And David Philo, who's the richest man in the world under 40, I played yeah. Frizz with him twice a week, he was in charge of that homepage, and I couldn't run ad code on there because it slowed down the homepage. Yeah, yeah. So that tells you how important speed is, even today. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, iOS. Yeah. So Down by now, you, what you, they you, you know? see the prompt is happening, right? Yeah. This is ATT, application tracking. Yeah. And it's basically the middle finger to all the other apps that are not very good with privacy because mm -hmm. Apple makes money off of devices. So the more money is being made off of services or things in the app store, the less money there's is for hardware, right? Because yep. you're, you're paying, paying either for hardware or software. So that's why in the app store, everything is like 99 cents, $1.99. Mm -hmm. When we were doing Rosetta Stone, we were selling things for you know, $300, $400. Right. We had to sell it for you know, $8.99, that kind of thing. Yep. So understand that's what Apple's trying to do. Now, who's going to get penalized with this iOS 14 upgrade? It's when that prompt happens. Well, I think people are, are saying it's about 30 to 40% of the time people are saying, no, I do not want to allow Facebook to track my data. I was just going to say would, Facebook's going to be. Would you trust Google? Would you trust Amazon? Who would you trust? Mm -hmm. So 
the, the rates of people accepting or opting out depend directly on the, the trust they have with, yeah. with that particular network. So, you know, Google Maps, well, Google Maps would like to have this data about you. Like, yes, okay, I understand there's utility. I understand yeah. why they want to collect data on me. Yeah. So Facebook is getting hammered more than everyone else. Right. Now, everyone who's on iOS 14 is being subject to the prompt, right? And that's part, uh, so, so Facebook's being, being hammered more than everyone else because they didn't want us, they wanted more data than what Apple wanted to provide everyone else correct so there and plus because of Cambridge Analytica and this kind of thing their yes. trust levels lower yep so consumers are opting out that means your ability to retarget's going down your custom audiences are going down your look-alike audiences on advertising which are based on that are going down mm -hmm. Be because the combined effect of chromium and the the changes to chrome you're also losing a lot of the retargeting so your yep. plumbing's changing to where you need to collect the email address you need to use what's called the conversion api to be able to pass through data at the server level instead of through the browser which is a whole nother technical kind of thing but basically what you need to know is that because users don't trust facebook and apple's saying that users now have to say yes i want to allow yep. facebook to have my data you need to collect that data natively on Facebook. So if you're running Facebook ads, start running Facebook lead ads. Right. So you're collecting it inside the form. So you're not depending. You're talking Facebook lead pages, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lead ads where there's, just there's a think, form. Just, just the form. Yeah. 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 Or you're running the one minute videos that we're talking about right. and you're, you're building audiences automatically on Facebook right. of people who've watched 15 seconds or more, which is called a through play. Yeah. Right. You're collecting emails, all these different things that aren't reliant upon either the website or the device itself. If you do that, you, you're not going to be hit as bad. Look, everyone is, has, has been hit. I've, I've seen across the board, you know, 10 yeah. to 30% changes in reported conversions. Yep. Some of those because Facebook used to provide a 30-day click and a one-day view as their default. Now they've moved to a seven-day click and a one-day view. So you're going you're gonna to have 20 to 30% less reported conversions, but that doesn't mean you're getting less conversions. You're getting less reported conversions. So yeah. figure out how much of it is an actual decrease. So if, you're, if, you, if a lot of your sales are coming through custom audiences, then you're going to have a real decline. But if it's through cold targeting, then you're not going to have have a big of a difference. Yeah. So I'm not, so all all in all, I'm not worried about this iOS 14 change. What it does is it forces us practically to be creating more videos, to go cross channel, to collect email addresses, to get video view audiences, and then look. I I want I like changes like this happening because yeah. it's killing the competition, and we're exactly. smarter than they are. Yeah. And you dropped the the secret weapon. So so when I found about this early, I literally went to my own team, and then about. 36 of my top like team clients and I said listen to me this change is going to happen it's going to be a good thing for you because yeah. most people are not going to navigate around it they're not going to do the brilliant basics but the real hook is you've got to build your email marketing list yeah so you, you, gotta you, you kept saying email, 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 and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's, I, I right. think when I look at our own business, it's email is the highest converting, By then far. it's Facebook, yeah. then it's Google, right? Then it's direct from YouTube, yeah. right? But reactivations, referrals, past right. customers, that's where right. it's at. So ultimately it goes back to your reputation. Yeah, exactly. All right, Jason, I don't know if this is the longest podcast. I think we're probably at 90 minutes. I'm also thinking, Tristan, that you're actually just going to take each of these points and turn it into uh, <laughs> the nine different subject matters we went to. So there'll be nine videos for people to watch, right? Uh, and then one big monster, you know, monster podcast. Um, so Jason, closing thoughts from your standpoint that I'm going to turn to Dennis. Uh, closing thoughts just on that particular subject are, I think he's right, content, content, content. Um, I think in terms of like the dollar day method stuff we talked about, most of that's going to be unaffected because we're basically working off of 
promoting internal Facebook, what are called engagement audiences, which is in-app experience. That's not going to change. Really, it's your pixel. Um, I think what you said about um, changing over to API conversions with Google could probably use some explanation, but I would affirm most of our clients to let that be Boomtown, why Lopo's problem, your webmaster's problem. I got emails about Google Analytics, the new tag and installing that kind of stuff. I assume that's what it's related to is why we're doing all those things. But I would say for the most part, just you have people in place to help you navigate those more technical issues. As far as what you should do with that information, it's more video, more content, content that scales across the platforms, just like he said. Um, and you're going to be, you're going to be golden if you do that. And then of course, I don't want to just keep saying everything you just said, but emails, getting emails, because you should still be able to do your customer list, custom audience. If I'm not mistaken, Dennis, I should still be able to upload my database and run an ad directed at them, which is why I can't necessarily retarget my pixel traffic, but I can retarget my lists. And you so can. that's going to be going to have a smaller pixel audience. Yeah. Well, that's it's gonna, why you yeah. want to go across all the networks. Yeah. That's right. And just, I want, to, I want to throw this out. I want your input really fast just on that. So a lot of people said to me after, after I was with these mastermind groups, they're like, uh -huh. well, should I be buying email lists? And my response is, if you would like your site blacklisted and you right. never want to be able to use email again, right. that's a great idea. Right. But you could take those lists and upload them into custom audiences. That's the way to do it. It's, okay. it's a so little just, gray. It, it's, I, know, I know it's a little black hat-ish, but, yeah. but like they kept saying, well, I can get these lists. And I'm like, do not put those lists into your database. No, that's corrupt total every violation. ounce yeah, of yeah, your business. You'll be a spammer. And I said, yeah. but yeah, don't be a spammer, you knucklehead, but run it through custom audiences yes. and see if there's some hits there. Yes. And then you could start to target. Yeah. It, you have to start with get to know me first. Yeah. Don't, yeah. No CTAs. Just get to know me. Do you like me? Do you trust right. me? So thoughts on that? I know you said gray, yeah. anything yeah. beyond gray? As long as you're not paying 25 cents a user on that list. I mean, it's right. not direct mail. You're using no. it for, for being able to accept them. Now, if you have a relationship with whoever the list provider is, right. then it's, it's semi-warm. Yeah. So that does work. If you're a national player, I wouldn't do that because that could yeah. get you in trouble right. with you know, GDPR and all the privacy right. laws coming through. Right. But if you're a little person, it's kind of like jaywalking. Yeah, I just, because every time I bring up email, there's just, there's a segment of my clients that are like, I should just buy every list. I should just put every, and I'm like, ooh, mm. you gotta be real. Like we have, we have 350,000 people in our email, all double opt-in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, you don't want to be, yeah, hey, all you want to get off our list. list, get, please get off our list. Like we, like, we're totally good. We just want to talk to people that want to talk to us. But you have a list because you're creating content. So if you have someone else's list, you don't have years the content. Later, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then, then you have no brand. You, you, you have to, just because you have an email list, but you need to have all the lead magnets and other things that go with that. Right. But this 100%. is standard marketing. Take a cold audience, warm it up. How do I warm it up? I warm it up with great content, the why and the second one, which was the how, like the stuff that they're going to benefit from, not the what. And then once it's warm, you retarget them with some kind of a lead generating offer, a call to action. That's standard marketing. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Love it. All right. So Dennis, Closing thought. Could you just reiterate everything you said in five minutes or less? <laughs> Round like, two just of closing thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So this is what we call the social amplification engine. It's social because it's relying upon, it's letting your customers and the people that you know in the community mm -hmm. do the work for you. Yep. It's amplification because you're sharing across all the other networks. And it doesn't mm -hmm. matter what's going on with iOS 14 or TikTok. You're just trying to amplify the things that are working. And it's an engine because it's a process. It's repeatable. It's not done by you personally, yeah. but it's by your team and your VA. So the idea of the social amplification engine is your plumbing tracks everything. So right. you have visibility into what's good or not. And then you have to create all this content. Ultimately, with all these changes that are happening, if you follow them to the logical end, yeah. whoever has the best content engagement and relationships and can put money against it is going to win. Because the cost of the traffic going up, it's pricing out the people that aren't able to convert. When we're getting ROI on our content, we can afford to reinvest. If your content sucks, 
then you're just going to bleed against other people. Let me tell you a quick little story. So let's say, you know, there's there's this guy that was walking on the beach and he pulled out a magic lamp and he rubbed rubbed it and a genie popped out. And the genie says, Tom, you get three wishes, but I'm a magic genie. So anything that you get, your ex-wife gets double, yeah. right? This kind of thing. And so, you know, the, or Mark says this, right? And, and so Mark says, okay, genie, for my first wish, I want $10 million. And the genie's like, boom, $10 million. And then boom, $20 million to the ex-wife. He's like, ah, right? Okay, genie, second wish. And, you know, Mark says, I want 10 Lamborghinis, right? Boom, mm -hmm. 10 Lamborghinis, but then 20 instantly. Ex-wife, mm -hmm. third and final wish. Genie, what is it? I want you to knock me half dead. <laughs> now, the reason why I think this that's- is, I know, this is, I've heard this before and it's but, still, but, it's horrible and it's still but funny. But the reason why this, yeah. this is so apropos to what we're talking about now yeah. with digital and the yeah. competition and the yeah. algorithm is that we want there to be more barriers. We yes. want there to be this yes. change because this yes. is how we're going to win. Yeah. Everyone else is gonna be knocked fully dead. Yeah. And they can't change. By the way, edit this and make that the very opening. <laughs> in case you're wondering how it works on the Tom Perry podcast experience, we edit in real time. Make that the opening. All right, good. So my friend uh, listening, first of all, as always, thank you, Dennis. Thank you thank so you, much Tom. for all this time. Jason, you, Jason, thank you for hunting him down, waiting in line on Clubhouse and connecting with him. I appreciate that. Um, so much value in this conversation today. Uh, so they know, I mean, all they have to do is just Dennis you and they're going to find you everywhere, right? So, so I knew I had to leave Yahoo when people on my team were saying, just Google it. I'm like, what did you say? Oh. <laughs> what company do you work for? You should be wearing purple. Come on. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't have that be the beginning of the video. But for my friends that are watching, hey, like, comment, let us know what you think. Uh, you know, where do you agree? Where do you disagree? Whether you watch this on YouTube or you're listening anywhere or yeah. all the different social channels. Uh, as always, I love you and thank you for being in my thank tribe. Yes. Yeah, super rad guys. All right. We're out. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.